It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and inside tonight's episode of Locked On Canadians, the Cole Caulfield Revenge Tour continues. Kirby Doc gets his first goal as a Montreal Canadian, and Caden Gooley, good as heck. All of that and more inside today's show. Our Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 707 of Locked On Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you are listening to this wherever you get your podcast, and if you are seeing our faces this late at night, one, sorry, and two, thank you for subscribing on YouTube. Please make sure you ring the bell. We recently just crossed 2,000 subscribers, and folks, we absolutely love and adore all of you for that, as always. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. I am jacked up on caffeine, Canadians' victories, and schadenfreude about the Toronto Maple Leafs losing to the Arizona Coyotes. And I am joined by my co-host, who is trying to keep me on the rails for this late-night recording in the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, the Montreal Canadiens won a game. They deserved to win. And it was fun. Even if they lost, I had fun in this. And I think uh, in a season like this, I will always take these kind of games over anything else. But they didn't lose. And that's the key is that not only did they deserve to win, they gave us a fun game. They gave us an exciting, you know, there obviously were mistakes and lapses, but they didn't lose. They won the game and, and it was an overtime win. Here's the thing. I mean, you know, we're going to talk so much about tanking and losing, but you can tell even from the way the fans kind of relate when they're losing games, even though organically you want them to lose games in those moments when you're watching the games, you're getting frustrated if they're not playing well. In this case, they were playing well. So even if they lost, like you don't have that same level of frustration. I know we're going to critique a couple of players in this um, in this episode, but I think that there were so many more positives to draw from. Uh, and I, as a very tired person, was going to be very, very, very upset if the Canadians made me stay up this late for me um if and, and they'd lost or they put up a dud like that's 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 what I would have been really upset with and that's the thing is the Canadians came out and it looked like they gave up a very early goal to Danton Heinen they reviewed it it did not cross the line and from there the Canadians dominated the Penguins at five on five in the first period and then still found themselves lacking a goal kind of like they did um when they're trying to come back against Detroit and everything they did everything they could but couldn't finish. And they were trying. Sean Monahan had chances. Nick Suzuki had chances. Cole Caulfield. The Canadians across the board played well. All four lines tonight. There were some issues. And I will talk about Mike Hoffman stealing a chance from Slavkovsky in a second. Because we're going to get the good out of the way first here. Is everyone came to play. They went down to nothing. Uh, with Evgeny Malkin cashing in on maybe some suspect goaltending from Samuel Montembeau. Which... He wasn't expected to start tonight. Jake Evan or Jake Evans, Jake Allen and his wife Shannon are expecting their third child. So he was on paternal leave. So Montembeau got the start in this game. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. He played well. He didn't, he had moments of struggling, which he usually does, but he played came to play 
when it counted. He made a lot of big saves otherwise. And on the other side of things, you have Cole Caulfield scoring the tying goal. You have Kirby Doc getting the overtime winner. And you have Nick Suzuki scoring and on the wraparound and doing Nick Suzuki things, sticking with the play. Even down to nothing, the Canadians never looked like they were out of this game. They never looked like they were struggling to keep pace or do anything. It looks like they got unlucky and then had to find their way back, and they did. And it's a it's a character win. I, to use the cliche there, it's a character win, and it's important because they deserved it. If you get a bunch of undeserved losses that you played well in but didn't win, you get a mentality that creeps in a little bit. And for this one, I feel like they got exactly what they deserved out of this. And uh, unfortunately for Jeff Petrie in his return to Montreal, a hat trick of penalties, two of which led to goals that uh, put the game into overtime and won the game in overtime. But no homecoming is ever perfect. He's a double agent. He, you know, he did it for his son Cole, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting that he seemed kind of nervous. He usually has a lot more poise. He's usually a lot more together. And I wonder if it was just the fact that he was returning. Obviously there was a standing ovation and there was booing. There was all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of emotions when you return to a, a city like this, especially when you left under those circumstances, you know, it was a rough season last year. There was all kinds of things that led to your being traded. I don't blame him. I think he he played well in general, but he had those moments where there was a little bit too much emotion. And I think, you know, he's a veteran. He'll figure it out. But for us, we don't care about that. We care about the Montreal Canadiens. And I really liked how they responded. They had some struggle scoring, which I didn't expect to see from a team where the defense is more questionable than the offense. There were some moments where you were getting frustrated and it started to feel like one of those games where it was just not going to happen. But I'm glad the Canadians pulled out the win. And I know we're going to talk about some some not so great stuff, but we also are excited. I'm excited that, um, you know, I actually have a legitimate excuse to bring up Caden Gooley this this episode. And and that's the thing is in this game, uh, it was a good team effort. Like I saw a lot, like I, every time I watched a different shift, I saw someone I like, like, oh, wow, Kirby Doc was really good on this shift. Wow. You know, Sean Monaghan was good on this shift. Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki, good as advertised. Slefkovsky, I thought had a strong game. And admittedly, it's funny now in retrospect, now that they have won the game, that Slefkovsky is cutting to the middle. He's trying to get to the slot to shoot on net and get an open lane. And Mike Hoffman either thought he wasn't going to hold on to the puck or what, and he poked the puck off his stick into the corner and killed the playoff. And it's like, that's elite uh, tank commandering there to lose this game. And people are going to be frustrated. He can't do that with opponents? Yeah. Well, no, last time we tried to play defense, he got called for a penalty shot, and he never tried to defense again. So like, <laughs> uh, people are going to be frustrated. Slavkovsky played under 10 minutes, the least amount on the team, but he played well in that role. And I think that's a step forward. And I don't, I'm not saying you need to ha- uh, hang him on the fourth line all the time, but Martin St. Louis shuffled the power play a little bit. We saw Caden Gooley out there. We saw Jordan Harris out there. We saw them mixing things up. They went four forwards in overtime. They went Monaghan, Doc, Suzuki, and Caulfield. They started Caden Gooley in overtime. Like that's a vote of confidence if I've ever seen one. Uh, those are building blocks. Later this week. Uh, hopefully they don't lose like the Toronto Leafs who are bad and terrible and should feel bad. The thing now is build on this. Even if you lose the next game, build, 
And that's what this season is about. And we're going to talk about Caden Gooley, who has been building and building and building all year. And that's all coming up in our next segment. But first, if you've listened to us, you know we love the folks at Built Bar. And if you haven't tried the new Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready for it? It is delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. The folks at Built have done it again. And it's a the cookie dough chunk puffs have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. Only 160 calories and 150 grams of protein in each one. They are so good if you are in on the go in the morning like I am on your way to work or you need to pick me up midday for a little boost to energy and recovery. And they're great after your workouts to help you, you know, after you've gotten your pump in at the gym, Built has a spot for you there. And we know you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN15 and get 15% off your order. That is Built.com. Promo code locked on 15, all caps, and get 15% off your next order. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And folks, as always, thank you for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen of the day. And please make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. So make sure you're following Locked uh, Game to Game on Lockdown NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laura, we, we have eaten a lot of crow on Caden Gooley since he was drafted. Uh, both rightly and sometimes a little bit wrongly. And this season, we have been very much in Caden Gooley's corner. We like we have enjoyed watching him play from the rookie tournament all the way up through the preseason and everything. We didn't love Gooley and Savard to start the season. And tonight against the Penguins, they were outstanding. Caden Gooley was a monster. I believe he led the Canadians in ice time, started overtime, and he got his first two NHL points tonight. It's not hard to be impressed by Caden Gooley. And uh, Hattie, who is now doing the Lockdown Prospects podcast right here uh, in the NHL network, says he plays like a 10-year vet. And I don't think he's wrong. The kid's got ice in his veins. And I know we're using a lot of cliches here, but it's not hard to fall in love with what we're seeing from Caden Gooley already. And I thought maybe he'll play in the Laval for a little bit. No, he's arguably the Canadian's best defenseman that is healthy right now. I also thought he would be in Laval. I got a little bit of flack for being surprised that he made the NHL. I wasn't surprised that he did everything in order to make the NHL. I was surprised that the Habs made the decision to keep him in the NHL as opposed to sending him down so that he could play top line minutes. That was the only surprise I had. Not that he didn't deserve it. I, I I thought that, you know, over the last, I would say, year or so, 
He's done legitimately everything that he possibly could to take that next step. And he really is deserving of being here. He's deserving of being in the lineup. And I, before the season started, when I think it was still like sort of just before the preseason slash early in the preseason that was interminable, I said that the Canadians would probably play him in Laval because they want him to play those top line minutes. They, like they, they, they would waste him if they didn't play him on a top pairing. But now, you know, they put him on the quote-unquote second pairing, and then that became, by default, by injury, the first pairing. Uh, I think he's, he's really carrying play a lot of the time. And, and again, I'm not shocked that he's so good. I'm just shocked that he's so mature about it. Like, I'm, I'm shocked that he's able to handle it uh, so well. He's able to handle those assignments so well. He's able to course correct when mistakes are being made. And I think that, that that's showing me uh, a lot more poise, that he has a lot more development in his game that was maybe not necessarily evident, you know, because we could see that he was dominating in the WHL. We could see that he was dominating in the playoffs too. You know, he had a great uh, Memorial Cup playoffs. Um, but I was just, I just thought that the Canadians were going to take it slow with him because he does need to play a lot of minutes. And lo and behold, they are allowing him to play a lot of minutes. And he has, you know, he's kind of stamped his name into the NHL roster, not the AHL roster. It's not to say that he won't struggle. I also thought that maybe it would be good for him to be in the AHL because it would be good for him to go to the playoffs in the AHL. But we're going to talk about the Rocket again. We're going to talk about them coming up. Uh, not today, but this week. I, you know, I, I think that this is really the best situation for him right now. And until he has uh, moments where he needs that shakeup, where he needs to play those top line minutes, where he needs that confidence, maybe. Uh, I don't see them sending him down. And I, I want to read his individual stat line from tonight, all situations. So not just five on five, uh, all situations, 24, 43 time on ice led the team one first assist, one, a second assist. So tied for the team leading points. Suzuki had a goal and an assist. Um, he had three shots, uh, an individual expected goals of 0.13, which fine. He's a defenseman. Uh, seven individual Corsi four events, two individual scoring chances for he, you know, had, I believe if I'm going to scroll over here, he had three takeaways, three hits. He, and I'm going to scroll down to the other part of this. Now third on the team in Corsi four percentage at five on five at 68.4%. Uh, he had a 72% shots for, he had an expected goals for rating of 63%. Scoring chances in his favor, high danger chances, even it's just everything you could possibly want from Caden Gooley in this game. He delivered and then some, and there's just, there's no, there's no panic to him. And it, it's so impressive to watch him play. And yes, he and Savard have had rough moments this season and they're still figuring it out because they, you know, were on the ice for some of those Malkin goals against but Martin St. Louis also trusts him in these situations. He ended up on the power play. He started overtime and that overtime was chaotic as hell when it started. And you know what? They came out unscathed. Martin St. Louis trust in the, some of these more polished young guys is paying off how you would want it to. And that's why I'm not worried about what they're doing with Slavkovsky or why Mayshar went to the AHL and now back to the OHL. Why I'm not worried about Justin Barron or what they're doing with Arbor Jack. I who, may need a little bit of AHL polishing, but that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about him right now for once. You're welcome, Senators fans. But Caden Gooley is playing 
like a guy who wants to wear the C in Montreal one day, which will be hard because he's going to be there as long as Nick Suzuki is going to be here. But this is a dude who is going to be a, a, an absolute monster if he continues this upward trajectory. And that's with the Canadians' defense being without Joel Edmondson and being without Mike Matheson and, you know, this or that. And Caden Gooley is leading that right now. And Martin St. Louis is just happy to – or Stefan Robida or whomever is doing this is happy to hand him the reins and go – all you, we trust you. And that is so important. They lost this game tonight. I don't care because Caden Gooley played that well. That's a, we talked about in the last segment, that's a building block. And that's important, especially for someone like him, that they need to have him be that guy this year. I, if you're not watching us on YouTube, I'm actually beaming, as Scott talks about Caden Gooley, I'm very excited. You know, we talked before this season about how the Canadians needed legitimate top-pairing defensemen um, in their future, right? They had they had a lot of really good pieces on offense, uh, and I still believe that. I think that there's a lot of good pieces that are up and coming, as well as some some who have already made the team. But I had a big question mark about, and we had we thought about their defensive depth was good too, but we just thought, you know, that legitimate top-pairing who's going to be playing there. And I think Caden Gooley has really solidified that. If you are watching on YouTube and you're watching me beam, these bags under my eyes are designer. They're Prada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will go back to looking like normal at some point soon. My life is just insane right now. Uh, and I thank all of our listeners and YouTube um, viewers for bearing with me. Uh, and also with everything else, we are going to talk about what do the Canadians do on defense because they're still missing two of their top pieces What's the plan for the future and how is it all working right now? And that's all coming up next. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice. Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com with code NHL. We are back. We are locked on Canadians. We are happy. We are smug. The Canadians have won. A bunch of young dudes did young dude stuff, and we love that on this show. We just got done talking about how much Caden Gooley rules. And if anyone related to Caden Gooley or Caden is following this podcast, hello. Um, the biggest thing now is Mike Matheson is still out until American Thanksgiving, give or take. Uh, Joel Edmondson is indefinitely out. We're, they're obviously keeping a close eye on him as the season goes here. And I look at the Canadians' defense this year and – there's been a lot of guys through four games who have put in a lot of good efforts, some maybe some struggles. We've talked about David Savard, who, like we said, we had a listener say we were harsh on him. We think he's playing a role that maybe he shouldn't be in right now, and he's doing his best. I'm never going to fault his efforts, and I know the Canadians have limited choices in that. Tonight, he played really well, and that's and I will give him his props for that because he did play really well. Caden Gooley, obviously, great. 
And it's a, still a young defense. Arbor Jack guy is having his, he's learning on the fly. He takes a lot of penalties. We knew he was going to take a lot of penalties. That's just his style of play. And he still looks fine. He looks confident out there. No one looks like they're afraid to handle the puck here. And the biggest question is, what did they do when Matheson and Edmondson come back? Matheson, obviously, first so much. Who do you send down out of this group? Because Weidman's been fine. Jordan Harris has been really good. And uh, we haven't talked about him a lot on the show because I didn't know what to make of him. Jonathan Kovacevic has been, he's not flashy. He reminds me a lot of Brett Kulak in that he just makes the right play. He's not the best stick handler or puck handler. He's not the best offensive dynamo, but he gets the puck where it needs to be going and he makes the right plays. He makes the right reads when he's doing things. I continue to be impressed that through four games, this team has played Austin Matthews. They've played, you know, obviously the Red Wings who have their own talented pieces. They played Alexander Ovechkin and they just played Sidney Crosby. They've allowed one power play goal all year. That's, and some of that is Jake Allen's incredible goaltending. And some of that is the defense and everything is so much better. And they're going to add to that. They're going to add Matheson, who's going to make it better. We love Arbor Jacka. We love Jordan Harrison. We love Caden Gooley and this and that. These guys are going to make this team better. Like Joel Edmondson, when he comes back, is going to be a stabilizing presence there for some of these younger guys. And Mike Matheson will help the power play, which is now one for 13. So we're making progress on that. Uh, I, 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 Laura, I don't. I know you likely feel the same, but I can't help but be impressed by how, you know, promising this defense has been. They're not, they're not elite superstars. We're not saying that, but I'll be damned if I won't give them their credit for putting in one heck of a shift every single game Uh, shots against or not. They're playing their hearts out and they're doing pretty well at it. Yeah. And I've been very, very impressed with Jordan Harris. We talk, we talk about him a little bit. He's obviously, he's, he's not a big name player. For me, obviously, we talk about Caden Gooley a lot more. We talk about, you know, who's missing a lot more. We talk about Arbor Jackeye because what? how can you not? He commands attention, which I appreciate. Um, but I, I like that what they're doing is they're loading up on intelligent guys, right? You have a spot on this team if you can think hockey. And for team defense, I mean, we're talking about, you know, none of these are elite superstars, at least not yet. You know, there's some hope for, for at least one of them. Um, but you're looking at a very stable defensive core, one that makes the right decisions. They make the right plays. They do the right sort of little things on the ice that add up to a good defensive game. I know there's a little bit of question marks about the transition game at the moment. I think that'll work itself out a little bit better. Uh, but in those moments, like like you said, like in, on the penalty kill, like in defensive situations, it does not look to me the way that it used to look where it looked like a bunch of guys just showed up. They'd never met each other before and they were trying to play a hockey game against the NHL, like against NHL competition. That That's what it always looked like to me. It looked like a lot of times a lot of people were confused and they weren't sure what, what their assignments were or they weren't sure how to execute what they were supposed to. So I like that either, you know, it's either the personnel is smarter, the strategy has changed, or most likely a combination of both, right? Like coaching is probably better. And the personnel is uh, hockey thinkers. Uh, and people kind of sometimes get confused when, when, when you talk about defense, they want people to be larger, they want people to skate fast. 
And I think that in addition to those things, you want to skate really well as a defenseman, but you need to be able to think hockey. And I just, I, I find that the emphasis that the Canadians are putting on that is paying in dividends like year over year, right? Like it's not like, it's not, it didn't take four years for the team, for the defense to get better. It took like literally season to season. You're looking at this and through four games, even though the defense is in my mind, one of the weaker spots of this team as a whole, it's a big question mark still. We're not sure, you know, they don't have the best players in the league on that. The way that they're playing is encouraging and calming. And, and here's the thing, too, is that it extends to the AHL. And yes, we will get to the Rocket, but I do want to talk a, look, a lot about Matthias Norlinder right now because the Rocket, yes, they have not won in their first two games of the year, but Matthias Norlinder looks like an entirely different player. He's confident, he's aggressive, and he's playing well at both ends of the ice. Yeah, he has his growing pains and whatnot, but at the same time, all these young guys that they want to develop, Justin Barron still has his moments, and I know he's still 20. There's time. I'm not worrying about it. Uh, I I look at it this way, is that all the pieces they wanted to develop this year are doing so. William Trudeau um, acclimated himself very well in his professional debut. The fact that they can do this up and down the organization now, the, the philosophy and the concepts, the mantra – the whatever you want to call it that Kent Hughes and Martin St. Louis and Jeff Gordon and everyone have instilled here is trickling down and you're seeing these guys get opportunities. And I know people are going to be worried about, I'm not worried about Slavkovsky at this point. I'm really not. It, it It's fine. But I look at what they're doing with this defense. This is a defense that was expected to give up like 30 goals to the Leafs, limited them to three. You know, got hammered by Detroit, admittedly, and then pushed back. Gave up, you know, a couple of goals to Washington and lost in that game. And then battled in this one. They overcame their their flaws here. And I think that's important. And I'm, I'm giddy to think what Mike Matheson is going to add to this. Yes, he's going to have his issues here and there. But he's a stabilizing presence. And if this is how they're playing with rookies playing with rookies right now, things are going to get really good. And I don't think they're going to be an elite defensive core. They're not going to be a Tampa. They're not going to be a Colorado. But I think they're surprising a lot of people right now. And I think that's the most important part we can ask for is be the spoiler. You know, be be the uh, AFC Richmond of the NHL here. Sure, you're not supposed to be good. But you can have Ted Lasso, Martin, St. Louis, whatever you want to call them there, and have them be that spoiler team here. And they're going to surprise a lot of people. And I think they are earning – that little bit of confidence here. And I think they have every right to have some swagger about them. And it's only going to improve. Hopefully I'm knocking on wood with that. Uh, Laura, do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap up for the night? I love Caden Gooley. We like wins. Wins are fun. The cold oh, coffee. Oh, and cold coffee. We didn't even talk about cold coffee. There were too many good things to talk about that we couldn't talk about the cold coffee with revenge tour. So this is our, our final 20-second bit on Cole Caulfield here. Uh, Dominic Ducharme should be banned from ever coaching in hockey again because he did that to Cole Caulfield, who continues to, to go on his revenge tour. To be amazing. Just yes. Brilliant. 40 goals. 40 goals, baby. 40 goals for the small goals, boy. Uh, if you want to, you can buy a small, uh, be a small score goal shirt at 514 Shirts on Twitter. Uh, we love them. They helped us design that shirt because that is our mantra as always. And we can't help and but thank you all 
for listening to us. Thank you for subscribing wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you ring the bell so you get notified every time we post a new live video. And when you are done listening to us, please check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey, where Steel Roden and other hosts have all your fantasy hockey needs needed to dominate your leagues anywhere that you are playing. We will see you all next time. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.